You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management. This is Women to Watch. To rise above all of the noise and fulfill every last one of your dreams. Women to Watch, sharing the real stories of the most accomplished women in the world. It is for those frightened children who want peace. It is for those voiceless children who want change. Be inspired by women from across the globe who are encouraging more women to pursue their dreams. True philanthropy comes from living from the heart of yourself and giving what you have been given. Now, Women to Watch. Here's your host, Sue Rocco. Good evening, everyone, and thank you so much for being with me for another week of Women to Watch here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and Women to Watch Media. It's always great to be back in the studio. Um, With me this evening is a wonderful woman who is local to the Philadelphia area. Her name is Ginny Palmieri, and Ginny is the CEO and founder of Voce. I said that correctly, right? Consulting. I love that word. Um, And she works with companies to help develop strategies that are key to their stakeholders. That's kind of a short version of what Jenny does. And we'll be talking more about her other endeavors later in the show. We'll also be talking about her new book called Unspoken, which is Finding Your Voice and Living Your Authentic Life. I'm real excited to find out a little bit more about that book. Um, As always, our exclusive watch team of on-air contributors are with us from Jefferson Health, Pathways Consulting, and Fortis Wealth, bringing you valuable information on your health, finance, and technology. So be sure to stay with us during our breaks to hear from them. And so now I'm very honored and thrilled to welcome to the show Jenny Palmieri, again, the CEO and founder of Voce Consulting. Jenny, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Sue. I'm thrilled you were able to join me in the studio live and, and not by phone. And um, I, I'm i excited to start with your upbringing and, and talk a little bit about your big Italian family yes. that you grew up with in Bucks County. Um, while I am not born Italian, I married into <laughs> the family. And um, I think we have a lot of similar um, stories and, and things that, you know, uh, Talk about what that's like to have that big, loving, wonderful family around you. So 
you and I spoke before the show, and I learned a little bit about you, and I wondered if you could talk um, about your parents first and the importance that it they placed on you about developing an independent life for yourself. Thank you, Sue. I was a very fortunate individual, and you know there's luck in that, and there's hard work. And my grandmother used to tell us it's about hard work, it's about education, it's about family and your and your spirituality. And that and those four key pieces have held or stayed with me for my entire life. And my parents um, were amazing. I mean, they raised me to be independent. I was the only girl between two boys in an Italian family. Now, as I told you before, all well-educated because that's what you had to do to make sure that whoever we were and whenever, wherever we went, we had the foundation of education to support us. So that was, that was different than many people. Um, you know, some individuals would go and maybe do have different, um, different ideas about where they were going to be in their life. And for me, it was having that strong family, my grandmothers, my grandparents um, on both sides, my aunts, my uncles, my cousins, my second cousins. My wedding alone was a, a few hundred people, and, um, and it's my village. And as, as you'll, you'll see in my book, Chapter 4, Village Life, it's all about who do you have in good times as well as in those challenging times in your life. And my family and also my friend group have always been there for me. Mm. So that's wonderful. Sometimes it, you know, um, there's also opinions, right? Yes. (laughs) And judgments, perhaps, right? Yes. But at the end of the day, I think you're right. There's such a comfort and security in knowing that no matter what happens, you know, there's somebody there that that is going to help talk you through it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I understand your your father, who happened to be um, a doctor at CHOP, yes. one of the best hospitals in the nation. Yes. Um, sadly, he passed away at age 59, and he was um, a big presence in your life. Yes. Tell me about your dad and maybe one of your fondest memories of him. So my father worked at CHOP for 33 years. He's a biochemist and one of the best in the country. They, as I told you, dedicated the research lab to him on the seventh floor, the main hospital, which was amazing. People flew in from all over the world, frankly, for his memorial. He was an individual who saw me as someone who could do anything. And also my mother, frankly, that was really how we were bred. It's like, what? Okay, see that challenge? Okay, let's go figure it out. And I had two, he had asked earlier around um, some of my memories. My Father has always been there as an amazing role model for me. There were times when I was going through challenges at work and he had experienced those political landscapes. He was able to give me advice and counsel. He always said, brush yourself off. Come on, Jenny, you can do this. Let's go back in and really gave me a lot of advice that that holds true today. So and he was a down to earth guy. He wasn't just about helping me. He helped the entire family. He helped his children at CHOP. He helped all my friends, the, my cousins, my aunts, my uncles. And then he used to coach my brother's baseball team. And then he'd wind up at my field hockey um, game after work because he would be up at 3 o'clock in the morning in work by 5 and back by 3. Wow. So High energy? High, high energy. energy guy. Yes. Perhaps yes. that's where you get your energy. <laughs> yes, as well as my mother. My mother, you know, as, as you mentioned, he passed it my excuse me, my father passed at 59. So my mother has been a widow for 
was that 16, 17 years and never remarried. And she's always been there for us. She almost took, she took the torch from my father um, between, you know, being a real in that relationship and then having to be a single parent, frankly, mm. and helping us, all the children and adults move through all of our life. Yeah. And so when you have that kind of energy force, I mean, you, you can't, you, you can do anything. You can yeah. do anything. Yeah. Listen, when you have a, a mom and a dad that both believe in you. Yes. yes. That's huge, right? That's, it is. that's a good start. And I think you mentioned to me that, so your mom was home with you when you were young growing up. Yes. And I want to ask you what, you know, playing sports, I think is always a great thing for girls. And I wanted to ask you about that. You played field hockey and what you think that helped kind of develop in you as a leader today. But you were talking about your mom and I think you said your mom's working now. Yes. At, at 76? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And she works. She loves it. She, it keeps her mind crisp. She um, feels like she's the matriarch of the organization. What is she doing? Uh, she's an account manager for a company um, in Bucks County. Is it, did she give up something, do you think, when she was a mother? Was it something that she had wanted to do then, but she was being the mother and yes. now she's able to yes. do it? Yes, oh, I would nice. say so. So for her, family comes first. At the end of the day, you know, we talk about having children as an example. I have two amazing kids and I'm engaged to this amazing man who has two children. So we have four boys, right? So my mother will say children weren't, um, children were brought on this earth by you. So as parents, it is your responsibility to make sure that you're there for them. You know, if it's giving them advice and counsel, if it's helping them through their math homework, whatever that looks like, it wasn't their choice. So my whole life has been around the family and that extension of the friend network as well. So whenever I bring people into our lives, um, you know, we spend a lot of time down at the shore. My friends come in and they become adopted by the family. So all of this is part of who we are as people. And it's been, um, again, like I said, I'm very fortunate. I there's not one person I will call and won't pick up the phone and say, I got you. I have you, Ginny. Don't worry. Listen, we're going to go into our first break. When we come back, I want to know what, you know, what was challenging for you as a young girl? What was something you, you know, struggled with? Um, Stay with us for our Health Watch. You're listening to Women to Watch. We'll be right back. Since 1858, Mount St. Joseph Academy has been educating girls to be leaders, founders, and independent thinkers. Students are taught to be collaborative, courageous, compassionate, confident, and spiritual. In this student-centered environment, the young women are transformed by recognizing their own potential and are encouraged to use it to make a difference in the world. To learn more about Mount St. Joseph Academy, go to www.msjacad.org or call 215-233-3177. That's msjacad.org or 215-233-3177. Now, the Women to Watch, Health Watch. For Health Watch, I'm Dr. Marianne Ritchie. Last week, I spent two glorious days with my little angel grandson, baby Tommy. He had the sniffles, low-grade temp. The pediatrician said it was RSV, respiratory syncytial virus. So that's where I got laryngitis, a common cause of respiratory illness in people of all ages. And almost all children are infected by age two. Usually mild symptoms, stuffy nose, mild cough, fever under 101, decreased appetite, clears in about a week. 
but it can be serious, especially for infants and older adults. When you breathe, air goes through your trachea, Adam's apple. That main airway enters your chest and splits in two, with a bronchus to the left and the right lung. Those main trunks then branch into tiny tubes that carry air into your lungs. With infection, these tubes swell, fill with mucus, and it's hard to breathe. Severe cases can cause pneumonia, bronchospasm. Some need the hospital, and RSV is an important cause of death in infants and young children. More likely in infants under six months and those with chronic lung or heart disease, Down syndrome, infants exposed to secondhand smoke, stop smoking. Also in older adults with chronic lung or heart disease, transplants, or HIV. So if your child struggles to breathe, has wheezing, whistling sounds, or grunting with breathing, periods when he stops breathing, call an ambulance, 911. Do not try to drive into the hospital yourself. The infection spreads when the sick child coughs or sneezes droplets into the air. Droplets can live on hands for hours. Then the sick child touches other children on the face. Adults in daycare can transfer virus from one child to another or to other adults. So Divas, help prevent the spread of RSV. Wash your hands often. Soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Avoid touching your face with unwashed hands. Please cover your mouth and nose when you cough or sneeze. Clean surfaces, toys, doorknobs where germs land, and try to stay home if you're sick. I hope this message goes viral. This is Women to Watch with Sue Rocco. Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Welcome back. I'm speaking with Ginny Palmieri this evening, CEO and founder of Voce Consulting. And uh, just before the break, Jenny, I had said to you, um, I wanted to talk to you about, you know, playing sports as a young girl, but I think we're going to skip that and uh, go right into, you know, um, you really described your childhood as as beautiful and wonderful and supportive, but there's always something that's difficult for all of us. And I I wanted to know what was uh, one of your greatest personal challenges. And during the break, you actually shared three with me. So why don't we start with um, the first, which I guess was when you were not able to get into the law school of your choice. Imagine the cum laude, laude, right, graduate. Tell me about what you remember about that that time. So as you may have deducted, I'm goal-driven. I am focused. I had a plan. At 22, I had a plan. I was going to graduate and I was going to go to law school, but I only wanted to go to Temple. So I received the letter. I didn't get into Temple. And it was probably the, um, the first most devastating experience in my entire life. I called my mother, my father on the phone. I don't think they could have calmed me down. I'm like, what? My life is over. What do I do? They're like, but there are other law schools. That, I'm like, it doesn't matter. I only want to go to Temple. See what happens and, when the goals are, oh, <laughs> right? They're there and they're in uh, stone. It was hysteria for me. Wow. And it took me a while. However, what I discovered today, when I look back, I wasn't the right lawyer. I, I love um, negotiating and working with business partners. But the reality of it all is I am, I am built to be more marketing and sales and leading businesses and leading teams and individuals to drive growth and innovation. And as a lawyer, that would have been a part of who I was, but it wouldn't exploit all of my competencies, we'll call it. So it wouldn't you, allow the creativity, right? Right. Law's so restrictive in what you can yes. say yes. and do. So as an example, when I ran HR for a multi-billion dollar company, I used to say to the lawyers, okay, 
So I want to make this change. Am I breaking the law? They're like, no. I'm like, okay, well then let's change the guideline. And so I'm always thinking outside the box to the creativity piece. And how can we do things differently? What makes sense? How do we get people to really um, just be creative? And that is much different than a lawyer in my experience. Yeah. So it was meant to be, right? It was meant it's, to it's be. It's always interesting to look yes. back at that. Yes. And then we talked about your father passing and yes. it really, you know, describe what that did for you emotionally. So even today, I think about him every day and I talk to him, of course. And because he was, he was a huge part of my life. When he passed, he went to sleep at the age of 59 and didn't wake up. He wasn't sick. We weren't prepared. Can you be prepared for something like that? I don't think so. And your father, especially given our relationship with him, he's your brick and mortar. He is everything that makes things okay. When you know you're having a bad day or you need a shoulder to cry on or you need a hug or you just need, you got this, Ginny. Went to my father. And my mother, of course, was amazing. None of us expected this. So it not only impacted me as a daughter, as as a professional, it impacted the whole community. Our whole community was impacted. And even my cousins to this day will say, we just miss your father. We miss him. Because he was so much to so many people. And I wonder if he, at 59, really lived a life of, say, 85 because mm-hmm. he, how much he gave back. Wow. That's an interesting thought yeah. that he crammed it into the 59 years. I wonder. And he but, was just amazing. Yeah. Just it amazing. just, you know, those experiences, you just ask why, right? Why? Why? Do you have a why or you just continually ask that? I actually don't ask it. I figured, you know what, it, it is what it is. Um, what I miss is he didn't have an opportunity to see my kids grow up. Mm. He didn't have an opportunity to meet my, my fiance mm. because my second marriage, he didn't have an opportunity to see my mother do what she's doing today with her job and what she does for the family and everything that goes with that especially the grandchildren, I think, is, is the biggest part. How, tell me about your faith, though. Do you believe he is witnessing that? I do. I do. I'm more In spiritual. I'm very uh, yeah. spiritual. Mm-hmm. And I believe that the universe is made with a lot of energy, good and bad, positive and negative. And one of the things that I feel is he has positive energy. And my mother and my family still say to this day, I think your father is sitting on your shoulder. He's one of my angels. Yeah. And now recently, my 98-year-old grandmother passed couple of months ago and she's on my oldest she's mother's shoulder right now. <laughs> so, and then I tell my kids, don't worry, grandpa's with you. Great grandmom's yeah. with you. And my kids 20 and 23 have knew their, their great grandmother. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful. Who gets that? Yeah. Who has that opportunity? Right. So, you know, so we'll go right to the book because your third personal challenge and one that you're very transparent about and Mm -hmm. and you talk about in your book um, was your divorce. Yes. And um, your book is called Unspoken and it's finding your voice and living your authentic life. Why did you want to write it? So I actually didn't to start with. It wasn't even on the radar. 
And I was, I remember sitting on the beach with my girlfriend. And one of the things that I try to do is when I learn something, I'm very reflective. And then I try to share my experiences so other people can learn. Because if I figure out something, why not share it so that they don't have to go step on that landmine? Or when they step on there, they'll say, oh, is that what it was? So after, um, you know, sitting with my girlfriend, she's like, you really need to write a book. It's unfair to keep all of this stuff to yourself. I'm like, well, I'm sharing. I have conversations. She's like, I think it's time. So by the way, I just want to mention so that listeners understand mm-hmm. you, you had a divorce, but it came for you out of nowhere. Yes. It's a big part of yes. why it was yes. so traumatic. And one of the things I do talk about is I miss the signs, right? So what did I miss? And, you know, was it, was I moving too fast? Were we raising two young children? I had the career, I have the career. I wanted to be the best wife, the this, the that. And, you know, did I miss a sign? Did I miss multiple signs? And I don't know the, and, and now I'm learning more because I have the opportunity in the second um, relationship. And not only that, we'll t- we'll talk about how you you know you're, it's amicable. You're yes. friends with uh, your husband, yes. and I love that for your children. Yes. Stay with us as we go into the break, and you'll hear our finance watch. We'll be right back. If you believe that family, charity, or money is deeply important for the greater good, Fortis Wealth invites you to a highly personalized financial discovery process to help you visualize your financial legacy. It's not for everyone, but if you're willing to invest the time and thought, they can offer advice and strategies to help you accomplish your dreams. Fortis Advisors is a wholly owned subsidiary of Fortis Wealth, an investment advisor registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Visit Fortis-Wealth.com today because tomorrow is waiting. Watch Finance Watch. This is Terry. And this is Maggie. And we're from Fortis Wealth. January 28th is Data Privacy Day. Millions of people are unaware of and uninformed about how their personal information is being used, collected, or shared in our digital society. Data Privacy Day is an international effort to inspire dialogue and to empower individuals and businesses to respect privacy, safeguard data, and enable trust. It began in 2008 in the U.S. and Canada and commemorates the signing of Convention 108, the first legally binding international treaty dealing with privacy and data protection. Most of us know someone who has had their identity stolen and how much time and money were involved in resolving the problems it caused. But are you aware that many online sites share your information with other sites, retailers, and more? Have you noticed how many targeted ads you receive after visiting certain sites? Your information has been shared by another site. At Fortis, we're constantly on alert for signals that our clients are being targeted for financial scams. We follow strict procedures to make sure that suspicious emails or phone calls regarding requests for funds, transfers, and other account transactions or changes are genuine. The scammers already have some bit of information that may have been obtained without the client's permission. A social security number or account number, for example. Do you know what policies your financial service providers and advisors have in place to protect your personal information? Do you do your part by following these tips? Start by updating your privacy settings on individual sites by going to staysafeonline.org, which is sponsored by the National Cybersecurity Alliance. Other basic tips include keeping your software on all your devices up to date, using strong and unique passwords and double authentication, avoiding public Wi-Fi and backing up your data and keeping it in a safe place. We have discussed the importance of cybersecurity in past Women to Watch segments, but we cannot emphasize enough how vigilant you need to be. We highly encourage you to take a few minutes needed to protect your personal and financial information, not only on January 28th, but every day. This is Maggie. And this is Terry. Peace out. You're listening to Women to Watch with Sue 
Welcome back. You're listening to Women to Watch, and I'm speaking with Ginny Palmieri. And before the break, you were opening up about, you know, a third personal challenge in your life, which was um, the divorce from your first husband. Mm-hmm. And and I'll mention you are now engaged to another uh, gentleman, and, and perhaps at the end of the show, you can give him a shout out. Uh. Um, but I I think it's important for the listeners to know that while it was one of the greatest um, challenges for you personally, you really have done it in the best way possible and are still engaged with him today. Not engaged, engaged, but right, right friends, <laughs> friends and involved with his family. Yes. And how yes. did you, you know, one of my questions was, how did you manage to do that? Was that very purposeful on your part? Yes, it was purposeful for both of us because, as I said earlier, we had two children. You have two boys. Yeah, two boys. Amazing. And wasn't their fault that we weren't together anymore. And so our goal was to make sure they were okay through this process. We stayed close physically as far as um, locations. He moved about a mile and a half away from our house. We made sure we shared um, what was going on in uh, the kids' lives. We were on top of communication because it wasn't about us anymore. It was about them. And once you take and pull back from the sadness or anger or whatever you have and focus on your children, it changes the dynamics. And so there were times, of course, that I was sad or angry, and, um, but I took that offline. That wasn't in front of the kids. Mm. And so the more I could keep remembering why I'm doing what I'm doing and moving forward, because I do not believe you can bury your head in the sand with anything. I'm all about if this doesn't work, you pivot, you shift, and you move on to how can you make this better? And so life is hard. It's complicated. And I needed my kids, our kids, to understand how to develop resilience and uh, critical thinking skills and really be empathetic to what they're going to encounter or have encountered in their life. So that's really how it works. Yeah. One of the things you talk about a lot and um, is finding your voice and and living your authentic life. And we talk a lot about that on the show. And Mm -hmm. um, we all know it is the truth of how you live a good life, but it's not always easy to do it. No. And I I just want to share, there's a quote in your book. You say, I believe when people align themselves with their own personal true north, they excel. And I guess I would ask, you work with, you have a lot of clients that you work with, and of course you're working with business people, and this mm-hmm. is for business reasons, but it's always um, about helping leaders and their employees be working their typical day as their authentic self, and that will help them, you know, excel. It Describe what that means to you and how people can do it. So the way, I believe that everybody has a gift, and my job, my team's job, as well as who I am as a person, is to really identify and help them embrace their gift. I mentioned earlier, my gift is I love to lead teams. I'm passionate about what I do. I don't do things that I don't believe in. It's that simple. I've been like that since I was a baby. Ask my mother. Anybody can have that conversation with her. I'm very clear. And when I am not going to do something, I also communicate that. So for me, it's about looking inside, understanding what their gifts are, what makes them who they are, and having them embrace them, even if they're not comfortable. 
and sharing and, and leveraging them to be the best version of themselves. And most people, you know, we look at society, corporate America teaches you to behave a certain way. If you're um, in a family like myself, I'm one of three in Italian family. Well, most of that is, well, the two boys get educated and maybe the girl might not. I don't really know. That's not, that's the stereotype. We have to step out of that and be okay with not being okay. And it was interesting. Last couple Sundays ago, I visited my two kids in New York and we sat down, we're having lunch and they started sharing some of their thoughts about being comfortable and uncomfortable. And they said, mama, you know what? It's okay if we're not always happy. It's okay if we're challenged. It's a matter of how we move forward. And I'm like, are you, are you saying that to me? Were you listening to me? Are you, what are you, did you just read my book again? <laughs> so that's, that's when you know yeah. that you're on the right path. When your kids start using your words. Right. Um, Good job, Mama. Thank you. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk a little bit about your career and the fact mm-hmm. that you've worked both in the financial industry and in the healthcare industry. Yes. Two completely different yes. fields. And um, one of my questions was, what surprise you were? Your first job out, I believe, was was with a healthcare company, but then you were in banking, yes. and then you came back to healthcare with um, Independence Blue Cross. What surprised you? the most um, in comparing those two industries, I guess, and how they do business? Is there something that you thought, wow, this is not, you know, what I expected? Well, let me um, take a step back and I'll let you know, I'll, I'll tell you that one of the reasons why I went to IBC was, or independence, because my father loved that organization because he said it was the best insurance in the country. He said that that's what he was he, he, so I decided, well, my father's passed. I guess I have to go work for the company that he loved. And so when I went there, frankly, there wasn't much different. It was a widget in the healthcare industry and it was a widget in the financial industry. Hmm. Now, healthcare has um, a lot of regulatory um, aspects to it. So does fin- the financial services. So for me, I'm like, I can learn this. I can learn about HIPAA and PHI and all those terms that are thrown around in the healthcare industry. If it's your HMO, PPO, whatever that looked like, because for me, that's the intellectual side. But it was about understanding how do all the pieces and parts work together. So I wasn't concerned because I had come from a very large growth organization, Commerce Bank, and moved into uh, independence. I I wasn't, frankly, um, that surprised. I will say that during the time when I came in, they were um, looking to merge with Highmark of um, Pennsylvania. And I had gone through five mergers and acquisitions in the financial industry. So I had the background to understand change and transition and how to work through mergers and acquisitions. So it wasn't, um, there weren't a lot of big surprises, frankly. Mm. And when you were, back, if you backtrack to school, what what was it that you, you got a BA from in, in arts, Bachelor of yes. Arts from Temple? Pre-law. And then an MBA from, which I didn't realize you could get an MBA from Thomas Jefferson University. Yes. yes. Was it in? It was, um, it was in business administration. It was in healthcare. Okay. Gotcha. So, but remember, Thomas Jefferson um, and Philadelphia University merged a couple yes, of years yes, ago. Yes. So then okay. they brought the two sides together. Okay. We'll pick up on that when we come back from our last break. Please stay with us for Hathaway's Consulting and our Tech Watch. 
Introducing Pathways Consulting Group, a company that will align your IT needs with your business goals. Pathways is a full-service ServiceNow partner. What does that mean? It's simple. Pathways will collaborate and design, develop, and deploy solutions for your company today that will define tomorrow. Pathways will provide world-class enterprise service management solutions. Pathways Consulting Group. They listen. They care. They execute. Go to PathwaysCG.com. That's PathwaysCG.com. Now, the women to watch. Tech Watch. I'm Mary Mansa from Pathways Consulting Group. When teams are under pressure and morale is low, it can quickly be recognized and reflected in the work your teams produce and have great impact on projects. Innovation and creativity will become stagnant and for certain your clients will feel it. If you're a technology leader, you know that keeping your tech teams engaged and empowered can be a challenge at times. Technology is changing at lightning speed. And so having a culture that leaves your teams feeling motivated, energetic, and happy is critical to your business, your clients, as well as the health of your teams. At Pathways, we have great culture, but what does that really mean? What we discovered was that although everyone in the company feels we have great culture, they really couldn't define it. Without culture defined through core values, our teams couldn't explain it, and what we realized was that as we grow, the translation of culture could get lost. It's not enough for us to have a game room, beanbag chairs, hammocks, free lunch Fridays, and flexible work-from-home days, and it's definitely not enough to profess great culture. We need everyone in our company to understand what it means to be culturally sound. So in 2019, we started our culture program and defined our core values. They are be exceptional and be collaborative. Under each of those phrases are definitions that everyone in the company will live, breathe, and work by so they can bring their best self to the job every day. And to ensure we take culture to the next level, we're doing things like hiring a culture warrior who will work on creating internal teaming programs that will provide opportunities for our teams to come together and drive towards common goals. We have a team of culture ambassadors whose roles are to lead by example and embrace and help those who may be struggling. We've enlisted the help of Anna Litch, Coach Litch, to us from We Culture to guide our culture journey. Through our culture journey, we hope to better define what it means to engage and empower our teams to drive results. If you'd like to hear more about our culture journey, email me at mary at pathwayscg.com. If you happen to be just tuning in, I'm speaking with Ginny Palmieri, the CEO and founder of Voce Consulting, and she works with companies um, to build business strategies, I'll say, and 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 be sure that they are um, key to the stakeholders. When you're working with your clients, um, do you see any difference in the women that you work with versus the men in their response to what you're um, advising? So, yes and no. It depends on the level I'm working at. So, if I'm working with someone who is in their 20s, early 30s, we're focused on having their voice heard. How do you bring your voice to the table when you have ideas and you want to discuss strategy? How do you ensure that you're delivering in a way that you could be heard? Um, in addition to that, we talk about um, the networking, which is really important, or how do you navigate organizational politics? So those are some of the key pieces that I focus on with women. And with the men, it's just a little different. It's about how do you get your other divergent voices, the women, the men, 
um, of different ethnic backgrounds and, and demographics to bring their ideas to the table? How do you build or create an environment where you're asking questions? And sometimes you're not the first person to speak. You're asking, you're the last person after you're, you're collaborating or conducting or facilitating a conversation. So what each party or individual looks like or needs is different. But both are, both male and females and other are all looking for help, how to be more productive, how to engage better, how to get their teams to really drive the growth that is needed for their company and as well as a person to feel fulfilled. So I don't, I don't think there's a lot of difference, but I, but I also work with individuals who are open, more open. I don't, I don't take engagements. My team doesn't work with people that I don't feel are the right fit for us. We're not the right flavor for everybody, and that's okay. And I think you have to get to a point in your, your life and your career to understand what that looks like in order to be the most effective with your clients. Right. So. Tell me what is, you know, if um, listeners are not familiar with your business, who are you working with? Who are your clients? Midsize? Large Fortune 500, small businesses. Yes, it's all the above. Okay. Um, we are industry agnostic and we are size agnostic because okay. of our experience. We bring the top professionals who have worked both on the consulting side in the mid to large companies who have um, developed strategies, sales strategies, um, how to uh, develop teams to be more effective, how to um, get individuals to lead teams. So we've brought uh, this collective group of business leaders together to work on the different organiz- with the different organizations. And depending on the organization, we bring in different individuals, obviously. Mm-hmm. So the, the size and uh, industry is agnostic. Yeah. Um, I wanted to mention you're affiliated with a lot of organizations. You yes. sit on several boards. Um, you're a trustee with, with Thomas Jefferson University Health System. Um, how do you go about selecting where you're going to put your time when it's outside of running your own business? It's based on what I love. So my passion and where do I get energy? So I love the whole health arena. I'm a a crazy person um, as it relates to uh, physical activity. I have a lot of energy and health in particular is really important to me. And in addition to that, I love mentoring individuals. So when I work with organizations, I I love having the opportunity to meet with, in this case with um, Jefferson, the students, um, you know, being on, uh, being a trustee of that organization gives me the opportunity to see where the landscape of academia is, is going to have impact in that world. So my passion, my love of health, as well as students and individuals to help them find their, their true North. Mm. So, and it's, I will say it's hard to say no. Um, but, but I will also tell you as I'm learning how to do that much better because there are only so many hours in a day as we know. Right. And I have a big tank, but sometimes even my tank gets a little depleted. Yeah. So what's your downtime? My downtime. I have a feeling you're going to say I'm a marathon runner. I'm a triathlete. (laughs) The listeners can't see you, but you're looking incredible shape. Oh, thank you. So (laughs) I love to work out. I'm an addict, but I only I do it about about an hour, an hour and a half a day at home or at home gym at home. So I have the best setup, and anyone who's seen my setup will understand. 
Um, I also love to read. Um, I love to read both professional, Harvard Business Review, all the McKinsey stuff that comes out. I love the personal stuff on growth. I love to listen to Oprah, um, Helen DeGeneres. Um, For so, humor. Yeah, oh, good, my goodness. Good ones, yeah. It's amazing. And I love your show, too, by the way. Oh, thank you. So those are the things. And then spending time with family and my uh, fiance, who we, you know, we'll just go out and we'll travel and whatever it looks like. I've really learned that I have to take more time for myself. And that has allowed, it has helped me to get more clarity and calmness in my life. Mm. So, and a lot of people think, oh my goodness, we have to be on this rat race. No, you don't. No, no. I, you know, it's interesting. I think women in particular are always talking about how busy they are, almost to the point where, the, you know, it's a, you know, it's something to to celebrate. And I think we all know it's not, right? That I we agree. should be saying more how we've managed to slow down. When, when was it in your life that you said, gosh, you know, I, I'm successful and, and I'm doing great work that I enjoy, but I'm really just a little bit too, too frazzed. I need to say no more. That probably happened over the last few years, frankly, with all the changes in, in my life and with my children. And I wanted to be more present. And what I found is when I slow down to speed up, when I am more present and I listen to my child or my friend or my colleague, I'm better at what I do. Mm -hmm. I'd say the last 10 years. And some people that know me would say, we knew you 25 years ago. And yes, you've slowed down, but I do have more energy than most people on the planet. So I've been fortunate in that respect, but it's, it's really important for me to, to slow down yeah. and listen. And, and listen, I, don't, I think if you're naturally innately high energy, you don't necessarily have to squash that if, right. bring, if it's bringing right. you joy, right? Yes. Future aspirations for another book? Any? Yes. Oh, yes. good. What's it um, going to be about? Well, I'm, I have a lot of stories that I've been noting, and um, I think that those stories of my journey over the last uh, couple of years may be part of that. And how do you go through major life changes as we've talked about? And then what's the next phase of my life look like with grown children, with a new relationship? Who's amazing. My the gentleman that I'm getting married to. Are we allowed to give him a shout out? Or you Absolutely. Give, yeah. This is for Charlton Monsanto. He's an amazing man. And thank you for being in my life. Aww. So thank you for letting me do that. Yes. And, he better be listening. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, he will be. Trust me. <laughs> he gets me. So that yeah. makes a big difference. And um, just continue to do what I do. Lead teams, manage, um, manage my personal life, be a good person, and make sure I'm sharing my gifts. Yeah. Listen, I, I'm so grateful that you came in. And I think that um, hopefully we're going to be collaborating on some things down, down yes. the road. And I think you have great, great insight into not necessarily what makes business move and grow and be successful, but how do people, right, find out who they are so that then they can turn around and, and do that business well. It's great advice. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, that's it, everyone, for another week of Women to Watch. Be sure to visit us at womentowatch.net for some special announcements we have coming up. And to see who's coming on the show, we have an incredible lineup scheduled through June, I believe, right now. A big thank you to my sponsors for helping me to bring you the real story behind her title each week here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Make it a great week. 
Thanks for listening to Women to Watch with Sue Rocco, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Kraus at 267-261-3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.